Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Friends, ponder the beautiful readings from today with me. We have Paul in the letter to the Romans, chapter 6, where we're thinking about lawlessness and sinfulness compared to righteousness and sanctification. I want to ponder with you about that. Then we've got Psalm 1, the blessings of walking in the delight of the law of God versus the wickedness, the counsel of the wicked. And then in the gospel of today from um, the, from Luke, we're in chapter 12. And Jesus is talking to the disciples, telling them that he wishes that the fire that he's come to set a place in the earth would just burn and that he is going to be a sign of division. So from the first reading, we see the division between sanctification and lawlessness, between our desire to be holy and the tendencies of our life, of our bodies, of our minds to sin, to become lazy, to do the easy thing, not to stand for what is true and right, to stand on the side of whatever is happening in the moment that requires that we bring God into the equation, that we rectify a conversation that maybe is going into gossip, that we correct someone that is thinking wrongly through an issue of today and is not really concerned about things that have to do with abortion. Uh, I had a most shocking conversation with a dear friend of mine when my grandmother was living with us before she passed away. And the doctors had prescribed some morphine, for example, and uh, she was in pain and we couldn't stop her. We couldn't help her sleep and she would scream. And so they prescribed some morphine because they had to figure out whether she had broken something. Um, so then they end up they ended up sending to the house some x-ray machine. It was very elaborate. But in the process, they sent morphine. And I didn't feel like I was equipped to give it. So I was having a conversation with a dear friend and describing my dilemma my feeling that I was completely unequipped to deal with half of what was happening. And this friend who lives in another part of the country was trying to be so loving and helpful. And she said, well, you know, morphine is there for to help us help those that are suffering. And at some point, it would be just good to ease her into her death. She didn't use the word death, but really to help her transition, I think was the word she used. And I thought, wow, that sounds almost wonderful. So I put it in terms of what I was thinking. Are you asking me really to kill my grandma? Really? And she said, well, don't, don't say it like that. You're helping her transition. And I thought, well, who am I to do that? That seems to me is like a life and death issue. So we ended up having a really beautiful conversation, but but at the same time, I realized how quickly we can change a word 
and feel good about ourselves for doing something that is really not good. How many times I do that for smaller things, you know? And that's what Paul is describing on the letter to the Romans. There is a part of us that wants to do what is right. And there's another part of us that is slave to the tendencies of our body to watch too much television, to be hooked to the social media, to eat more of what we need to eat or at the wrong time, not not just eating at meals, but eating between meals or drinking too much or shopping too much. So in the too much category, we do a lot of things that are not good for us. But do we ever fail for praying too much or helping others too much? I guess we can do that as well. So we find ourselves in these lawlessness in our ability to be masters of our will. So how do we make sanctification attractive? How do we make it attractive? It becomes, the as, as long as we talk about holiness, we imagine a life of deprivation immediately or knows. It's going to mean don't do this, don't do that, don't eat this, don't eat that do less of that, give more away. And we find ourselves thinking of righteousness or holiness or sanctification as something that is going to require more of us than we're willing to give. How do we make it attractive? Well, we have to understand that there is attractiveness in mastery. If we watch anyone at the Olympics, for example, they're masters at what they're doing and it's required practice. The same is true for our inner life, for the life of our spirit. We have to master our internal life. We, we have to master that part of ourselves that we don't see, but where our will and our memory and our imagination, all the inner functionings of our being also require our attention, our attention and our practice. One beautiful way in which we have been practicing is focusing on the prayers of the Psalms to align our hearts with God, align our emotions. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord. How can we find delight in sanctification, in holiness? Well, when we are in that realm, we are like a tree planted near running water and will yield fruit in due season, whose leaves never fade. And whatever someone does in that place of running water by the Lord will prosper. That is the attractiveness of sanctification, that we have our roots near the running waters of our Lord in a fertile valley. It's not easy, but we prosper. Our inner life begins to take the fruitfulness of the grace of God indwelling in us, which is food for the soul. And when we take this in, when we take in the beauty of being in the presence of God, our inner life begins to blossom. What do we make then of what Jesus says? I've come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already bla uh, blazing. He is telling us that there's going to be a division that in a house five might be divided, two against three. And we are seeing this in today's world related to so many topics in social, political, 
economic terms. Now we've got the vaccine conversation where most families find themselves with some that are agreeing with it or not. Some are getting vaccinated, others are not. And there's a sense of division where the conversations about being Republican or being Democrat are creating division, where people are insulting each other because they believe something that is not the same as someone else. We have also something related to climate change where people talk about it as if it were a belief and others find that offensive and then they fight. So Christ is saying, I've come to set the earth on fire. What kind of fire? That's not the fire he's talking about. He's talking about the fire, being on fire for the Lord, being on fire for walking in the delights of the law of God and knowing that Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, is coming to speak truth and that that truth is going to cut deeply around uh, the middle. And through the middle, it's going to divide because those that are not interested or when we ourselves are not interested in hearing what Jesus have to say, we become divided from the Lord. He's come that we become filled with the Holy Spirit, that we speak the truth that he spoke and that we bring others to God in that process. So let us go to the throne and say, Father Almighty, you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Make this fire in our hearts take root and be ablaze in the love of you. May the Holy Spirit indwell in us and set us on fire for love of God and of our neighbor, and that we may be fruitful, that we may plant ourselves near the rivers of grace from our Heavenly Father, and that in the fight of our hearts between sinfulness and righteousness, we may allow this river to feed us so that we can choose justice and kindness and holiness, and we may be an example of how that is attractive because we are seeking to delight the Lord. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.